0: First of all, I welcome you all on this Biblical exposition of God's word wherein we discuss the word of God in its purest and undiluted way. We get the message from the word and capture the true spiritual meaning to feed the spiritual life of man. Many of you who are listening right now are getting tired like many others with those preachers and teachers of the Bible, but only emphasize the letter and feed the physical, emotional, and material life of man. Let us all remember the instruction of Paul, that the letter killeth, but the Spirit gives life. May you enjoy as
1: you listen, and your spirit be blessed. Question. Who may be considered a perfect advocate and devotee of both the Old and New Testament? For Old
0: Testament, I consider soul of Tarsus. And for New Testament, I also consider Saul of Tarsus, later known as Paul the Apostle. Why is Saul of Tarsus for Old Testament? It is because Saul of Tarsus persecuted the followers of Christ, later called Christians. Saul was a Pharisee, according to Acts 26 verse 5. Saul was proud, studying Old Testament law under Gamaliel, a doctor of the law, now the equivalent of a theologian. He professed in Acts 22 verse 3, I am verily a man, which I am a Jew, born in Tarsus, a city in Cilicia, yet brought up in this city at the feet of Gamaliel, and taught according to the perfect manner of the law of the fathers, and was zealous
1: toward God, as you all are this day. For a New Testament, why Saul of Tarsus, later known as Paul the Apostle, why and how did saul change his stance from old to new testament believer when saul was on his way to
0: damascus to ask permission from the authorities to persecute more christians here is his testimony in acts 22 verse 6 and i quote and it came to pass that as i made my journey and was come nigh unto damascus about noon suddenly there shone from heaven a great light round about me. In verse 7, it says, And I fell unto the ground and heard a voice saying unto me, Soul, soul, why persecutest thou me? In verse 8, And I answered, Who art thou, Lord? And he said unto me, I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom thou persecutest. Recognizing Jesus Christ, therefore, is the key changing the stance of Paul from old to new testament believer as a devotee of the new testament paul
1: wrote most of the epistles how did the religious leaders the priests doctors and teachers of the law the scribes and the Pharisees, follow the old testament commandments of the bible
0: like Saul of tarsus they understood the word of god to the letter i will say again letter and followed it literally. Okay, first illustration, in Exodus chapter twenty, verse fifteen, there is a commandment that thou shalt not steal. Now let us look for a while about this commandment to give my a point on my uh, on this uh, discussion. Very clearly, the religious leaders followed the literal meaning of the word stealing by crucifying the two tips
1: with Jesus Christ on the cross. Question, to our Lord, what is the intended meaning of stealing that the religious leaders did not see? To expose the hypocrisy of the religious
0: leaders, Jesus Christ expounded the intended meaning of stealing. He said in John chapter 10 verse 1, and I quote, Verily, verily I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. Though his words Jesus expounds the meaning of door. In John chapter 10 verse 9, I am the door. In John chapter 14 verse 6, I am the truth. Obviously, the religious leaders did not pass through the door, for they were not
1: of the truth. In not recognizing Jesus Christ. Was Jesus Christ satisfied with the religious leaders preaching this commandment, Thou shalt not steal? Obviously not. Jesus Christ rebuked the
0: scribes and Pharisees for simply looking at the moral aspect of the commandment. He said in Matthew 23, verse 25 Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees! You are hypocrites, for you make clean the outside of the cup and of the platter. From his review, Jesus Christ revealed spirituality that is intended for the soul. Therefore, our Lord exposed the spiritual blindness of the religious leaders. In Matthew 23 verse 26, to blind Pharisees, cleanse first that which is within the cup and platter, that the outside of them may be clean also. Within the cup, and platter refers to spirituality that is needed for salvation. For the outside of the cup and platter that people follow on this commandment
1: of stealing only leads to morality. Who would accept this sharp rebuke for spiritual stealing? It is still stealing. It is stealing not of material things but honor and glory that solely belong to God. In
0: spiritual matters, only God deserves to be called Father. In Matthew 23 verse 9, and I quote, And call no man your father upon the earth, for one is your father which is in heaven. In spiritual matters, only God deserves to be called Rabbi, that means teacher, shepherd, or pastor. In Matthew 23 verse 8, Jesus said, and I quote, But be not ye called Rabbi. For one is your master, even Christ, and all you are brethren, and I unquote. In spiritual matters, only God deserves to be called holy and reverend. In Psalms 111 verse 9, He sent redemption unto His people. He had commanded His covenant forever. Holy and reverend is His name. Little by little, our Lord is revealing the distinction between the letter of the word and its spiritual meaning. Now, let us go to uh, to my second illustration in Exodus chapter 20, verse 14, and I quote, Thou shalt not commit adultery, and unquote. Or very clearly, the religious leaders were limited to the letter or literal meaning that they cannot see the spiritual message referring to the soul. This is the Old Testament law regarding punishment the sin of adultery in Leviticus 20 verse 10 and I quote and the man that committed adultery with another's man's wife even he that committed adultery with his neighbor's wife the adulterer and the adulteress shall surely be put to death and unquote to show how zealous the scribes and Pharisees were in enforcing this law we read in the New Testament particularly in John chapter 8 Verse three. The scribes and Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery, and when they had set her hand in the meads, they say unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned, but what sayest thou? Calmly Jesus told them in John chapter eight verse six. But Jesus took down and with his finger wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. So when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto them, He that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. This is what we hear from the preachers justifying the reply of Jesus. The accusers convicted by their conscience just left. For they themselves were sinners like the woman. Now take note in verse 9, And they which heard it, being convicted by their own conscience, went out one by one, beginning at the eldest, even unto the least. And Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing in the meads. And again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. Today, we hear preachers saying, God is love." While before he was strict in enforcing the laws. In John chapter 8 verse 10, when Jesus had lifted up himself and sown none but the woman, he said unto her, Woman, where are those thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? She said, No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Two times Jesus wrote
1: something with his finger on the ground question what must be god's revelation for jesus first writing on the ground we all believe
0: jesus christ is the same yesterday today and forever according to hebrews chapter 13 verse 8 and jesus christ is the truth therefore truth in the old testament must be truth in the new testament therefore this must be what jesus wrote with his finger on the ground in matthew chapter 5 verse 17 i quote: think not that i am come to destroy the law or the prophets i am not come
1: to destroy but to fulfill then what did jesus christ write with his finger on the ground the second time okay i will answer this question by saying since
0: Ground symbolizes people in Genesis chapter 3 verse 19. Jesus is reminding the scribes and Pharisees that the word of God are in parables. Psalm 78 verse 2 it says, I will open my mouth in a parable, I will utter dark sayings of old. Also in Ezekiel chapter 20 verse 49. I quote, then said, Ah, Lord God, they say of me, Do he not speak parables? In Mark chapter 4, verse 34, again, But without a parable spake he not unto them, and when they were alone, he expounded all things to his disciples. Hence, the letter of the law on adultery has spiritual meaning that refers
1: to the soul. How does God expound? the intended meaning of adultery. Spiritually, God is a spiritual
0: male, and so is Satan. The eternal kingdom of God is supposed to compose God as the husband and is chosen the spiritual wife. This relationship is revealed to Isaiah and Jeremiah in the following. In Isaiah chapter 50 verse 5, I quote, For thy maker is thy husband, the Lord of hosts is His name and Thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. In Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 14 I quote, Turn o backsliding children, said the Lord, for I am married unto you, and I will take you
1: one of a city and two of a family. In this marriage relationship between God and the chosen, what is the seed that would bring forth children or fruit? The seed is the word
0: of God. That is very clear in Luke chapter 8 verse 11. The seed is the word of God. The fruit is the fruit of the spirit according to Galatians chapter 5 verse 22. I quote, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. With this remind revelation, no wonder Childbearing leads to salvation. In first Timothy chapter two verse fifteen it says notwithstanding she shall be saved in childbearing if they continue in faith and charity and holiness with sobriety.
1: In this case, what then is spiritual adultery? That is a good question. What is then
0: spiritual adultery? Now, since Satan is the other male, remember, God is the first male, and the second male will be Satan, spiritual adultery is to accept his seeds that are the very words of God that killeth in the following. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6, Who also hath made us able ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the Spirit, for the letter killeth, but the Spirit giveth
1: life. How are Satan, the adulterer, and the people punished for spiritual adultery?
0: The law is spiritually implemented. Satan and the people will be thrown in the lake of fire, where they will suffer the second death. In Revelation 20 verse 15, it says there, And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Revelation chapter 20 verse 14 The death and hell were cast
1: into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Question. Therefore, what significance is the letter of the word of God? The significance of the letter of the word of
0: God or the literal understanding of the word is given to benefit all who believe and follow as it is written. In Matthew 5.45 I quote that ye may be the children of your father which is in heaven for he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. But the message of the letter is only for morality that is by mistake believed sufficient for spiritual salvation. This was what our Lord saw in the scribes and Pharisees. When he rebuked them in Matthew 23 verse 25, it says, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you make clean the outside of the cup and of the platter. And in verse 26, Thou blind Pharisees, cleanse first that which is within the cup and platter, that the outside of them may be clean also. What God wants aside from morality is to follow the spirit of the word. This is spirituality that leads to eternal life. How does the letter of the word kill? Since God is speaking in parable, of course, the letter or the literal word does not kill physically, but spiritually. We will just imagine as in the first illustration of Jesus telling his listeners to destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. Look how the listener is taking the temple to the letter, or literally in the eyes of the Lord. In John 2, verse 20, then said the Jews, Forty six years was this temple in building, and wilt thou rear it up in three days? Matthew 27, verse 39, I quote, And they that pass by reviled him, waging their heads, and saying, Thou that destroyest the temple, and buildest it in three days, save thyself, if thou be the Son of God. Come down from the cross. The foregoing is but one example. Expect more examples in succeeding series in pure Christianity.
1: How many Bible believers having read, believe, accept, and following them? Do they truly trust God? In Proverbs chapter
0: 3, verse 5, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. Jeremiah 17 verse 5, Thus saith the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man, and maketh flesh his arm. Are not many people being deceived by their feeling or emotion without knowing it? Jeremiah 17 verse 9, The heart is deceitful above all things, and desperately wicked. Who can know it? The conclusion is, because of spiritual blindness, the religious leaders did not see the intended message of Exodus 20 verse 15 Thou shalt not steal Exodus 20 verse 14 Thou shalt not commit adultery They were limited to the letter of the word that only involves morality Erroneously thinking this is enough they followed and preached these commandments to the people Our Lord therefore counseled His disciples in Matthew 15 verse 14 Let them alone They be blind leaders of the blind and if the
1: blind lead the blind both shall fall into the deeds. Question. Since this second series is about ministers of the New Testament, who are the ministers of the Old Testament? Very clearly, from the second illustrations, the doctors and
0: teachers of the law, the priests, the scribes and parishes who were limited to the letter of the law, without a doubt typify Old Testament ministers. First, look how by taking the letter of the word a person will be saved. In James chapter 2, verse 10 For whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. Second, by taking the letter of the word is not the holy Bible full of contradictions? Third, to take the literal meaning of the word can anybody truly receive the intended message of God? Now, to wrap up, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Moses, the prophets, and all the saints in the Old Testament were saved. It was not with human wisdom applied on the Word, but based on the principles taught by Jesus Christ. All of them received divine revelations from the Word because of spiritual humility. Matthew 18 verse 3 And said, Verily I say unto you, Except ye be converted and become as little children, you shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Second, endowment of divine knowledge and wisdom. Matthew 11 verse 25 At that time Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent, and hast revealed them unto babes. Third, faith because of true spiritual humility. In Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 it says, For by grace... Are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves it is the gift of God. James 2.17. Even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. Works is not the kind that only refers to the letter of the word, but by divine revelation that is not seen. This will be discussed in later series. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 9 Not of works lest any man should boast. And so, the Old Testament saints were all saved, using the principle in the New Testament revealed by God in the person of Jesus Christ. He is the fullness of the Godhead, bodily. Colossians 2.9 In Hebrews uh, chapter 11, beginning in verse 4, Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, Sarah, Asa, Jacob, Joseph, Moses, Rahab, Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, and the prophets. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. I am sending you my warmest greetings to all you brothers and sisters. May the Lord keep you and bless you, and you shall multiply more and more of the blessings
1: of the Almighty God.